You know, as you heard that audio clip from Pam screaming when she find out that Michael was dating her mother, that applies to the Billboard Hot 100 this week. And I will discuss, probably rant, and force myself to listen to this crap because I have to rate it. So, stay tuned for that. In the meantime, here is Behind the Exploratory Let's This. And let's get this thing started because let's just put it this way. This has not been a good week. This past week has not been kind to me. It really hasn't. Especially, like, literally, after I got my permit. Yes, I have my permit now. I passed the written exam, which for me is more harder than the driver's test because all throughout my academic career, even to this day, when it comes to multiple choice or comprehension questions, it has never been my strong suit. Never have been. I've even surprised I got out of there with an 88%. You need 80 to pass the written. So it was a huge sigh of relief. Judging how the mark, the incorrect marker sounded, it felt like I did really good up until the final five or six questions or so. Somewhere we're in that mix. That's where I kind of tanked it. But the most important thing is that I passed. So there's the good news. But buckle up for the rest of this episode because there was a lot of disappointment, a lot of anger. And a couple things that I will eventually discuss in greater detail how I feel about certain things, especially one person that is going through a huge battle right now. But first, let's talk about before the exam. So basically, I was casually walking down to get the mail. The Noah Greggs and Daytona diecast came at the mail. But when I grabbed the box and I was walking back to the house, I felt a little bit of a nerve on the lower back. Come And then, I, here's the thing. I've had something like this happen literally in 2019, New Year's Day, New Year's Eve, I threw my back completely, I could not get up, I missed a few days of that mundane work that I used to do, and it was not the greatest feeling in the world, but I recovered over time. Now, after calling one of my closest friends about the subject that I referred as one of my folks that I know that is battling for his life, is dealing with my back completely was flustered. It was dead for. It couldn't. I could barely walk. I could barely stand straight. Then after a, a massage, pain. I don't know how wrestling submissions feel like, but I imagine that's how that's how painful it was. I could not tell you how painful it was. It's like you're stuck in the ring. You're put in the sharpshooter or any submission form in wrestling or in mixed martial arts in particular worst feeling in the world I had to tap up but I still had to tough it up for like five or ten minutes a huge pain just to sleep well and that was on Saturday night and then Sunday night I mean Sunday morning I I got up okay then I was watching the truck race they were running a gateway then I decided let me go back down and I could barely get downstairs let alone get back to my bed I crawled like a wounded soldier it was disgustingly painful it lasted forever I thought I was never gonna get up again I thought I was not gonna reach my own bed it was painful it was it was really bad then I took a hot shower a few hours later oh I left something out real quick I did wrote some IndyCar stuff from the race at Gateway, race number two, which was won by Joseph Newgarden. Scott Dixon won the first one. Pato Award got podiums in both races. Pato Award finished second in race number two. But I focused on Tony Kanan's potential last start and willpower finishing third after 
strategy and traffic kind of bit him in the ass once more. It's been the tale of Will Powers' campaign this season, and you'll hear more about my take of what's happening from Frank's Drafting the Circuits podcast that comes out usually the same day as my podcast comes out on Thursdays. If you check my Facebook page behind the Exploratory Lenses, I will share the such podcast that I'm also involved in when it becomes available. And let's get the shameless plugs out of the way. Luis D. Torres 94 on Instagram, L-U-I-S-D as in David, T-O-R-R-E-S 94. Twitter, at the LT Files. You can listen to this fine podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Google, Apple, iHeartRadio, and of course my website, Luis Torres Multimedia. You can type in LuisDTorres.com, check out audios, and you'll find the podcast there. Because I also want some traffic on that website, because I has all my works, has all my photographies, and vice versa. But that being said, I wrote those articles literally a few hours after I could not get up at all. I was feeling the pain that I did it. I got up, so let's rest assured to this one particular person that's questioning my career, questioning my ability and passion to do this thing. I wrote, got my crooked ass up, cripple, ruin, lower back, painful, all of that bullshit. Still got the job done. And I felt like I wrote better than the day before. Saturday was, after passing the test, it was miserable Saturday. Not, I was struggling with my writing. My questions were stupid. That to the point that after one question I asked, I said, you know what, I'm just going to sit out. And I'm probably nowhere near that individual's Christmas card. And the one facilitating, I think, is probably not going to add me on my Christmas card either. Because that, I will not discuss about that any further. All I know, I'm not on their good terms at all. Let's just keep it that way. And a self-duly reminder, never, never, ever focus on the future. Focus on the current timing. And that, I deserve to go get a cookie pan and slap myself in the head because of such questions that I asked to that one particular driver, that one certain race that I will no longer mention who it is until things are healed up or I can move on from it. Simple as that. And also just to keep the names and identities protected. That's just how I roll. It was miserable Saturday. The only thing that kept me content is just the fact that I passed the exam. Sunday, after the IndyCar race, after I was done writing about Kanan and Willpower, I just took a shower. Somehow I made it through without collapsing. And I felt better. How am I as I'm recording this? Pretty good. Still had to limp. Still had to walk like a freaking robot. But I'm doing a little bit better this time. So, not the best way to cap off August of what's been pretty positive. Not just for my career, but also just personally, mentally, and all that stuff has been kind to me. The only thing that's going to make me mentally insane is the fact that we have to talk about this number one song. It's a new one. It's no longer WAP, WAP, however you want to call it, wet ass, whatever you say it, is no longer number one. There's a new song called Dynamite that is number one. So I will discuss about that very shortly. So I was, like I said, after I threw my back trying to get the mail, I call, I spent about nearly an hour talking with one of my closest friends back in high school regarding this one person who was battling for her life. And I said I will discuss about it in greater, to you, in greater detail when I feel like it's necessary to discuss it. But hearing that and also the passing of Chadwick Bozell, it just put me in a very odd and weird dark place where I I had to reflect on the other person that I 
know that it's also dealing with with something else right now in, in the stage four phases. It's of course Chad Bo- Chadwick Boswell did James the James Brown movie, Jackie Robinson, and of course Black Panther. I haven't seen that movie in a good while. I feel like I need to put some time into watching that again. But what I remember seeing it in the theaters for the first time. The funny thing is, I saw th- that this, the day, what was it, Endgame premiered. No, it was not Endgame. Was it Endgame? No. Why, why am I blanking now? It's not Endgame. It's the other one. The one before. Why can I not remember it? Whew. This is going to take a while. What is that damn movie called? The one before... The, no, it was Black Panther. There was the Avengers movie. And after that, it, if I remember, it was Captain Marvel and then Endgame. Infinity War. Jesus Christ, I cannot mentally think right now. Infinity War. So anyways, I was watching it in the theater. I was supposed to watch Infinity War day one in the theater, but it was sold out. There was no other time to watch it. So I decided, you know, okay, Black Panther is on. I could go watch it. I haven't seen it. I want to see it. And I did. Missed the first 10 minutes of the movie. But for the rest of it, it was wor- damn worth it. It was a really hell of a good movie. It was a piece of a movie. And I totally understand how it is culturally and historically, long term, significant. Of course, pop culture and, of course, anybody, a person in color. It was a great movie. Then you go to Infinity War, and you know what happened. Some people say Infinity War is better than Endgame. To each is their own. Of course, Captain Marvel, everybody has an opinion of it, whether it was good, bad, or indifferent. But Black Panther was really good. I really enjoyed that movie, for sure. It's a damn shame that what happened with, with Chadwick, and it reminded me when I found out his cause of death was colon cancer, the same thing that claimed the life of John Andretti. It is very big right now, colon cancer. Hashtag check it for Andretti. Hopefully in a few years I can get my colonoscopy test and see where I'm at in that regard. Because after those two deaths, I think it's going to be more alarming than ever before. And I've understood, from what I understood, it is a scare. How that thing has risen as far as tolls is concerned. It's been a crap year. Everybody knows that. It's kind of it's very unfortunate that we lost Rob. Quite frankly, two people that had relevancy that impacted culture, not just from their own entity, their own profession, but just worldwide. You, of course, we're talking about Kobe Bryant. The other one being Kobe Bryant, which is January feels like five years already with everything that's boiled down. The vaccine, all those illustrations of Kobe and Black Panther standing side to side. Masterpiece. Because that is. It's just. Stings. It really does. It really stings. And much like when I was discussing with this friend. About this phone. During the phone call. Finding out about this one individual. That has lymphoma stage 4. Hodgkin's lymphoma. It made. It brought some flashbacks. And it had me. Had myself thinking. It, it, it's, it just stung. It still stings. I'm still thinking and hoping, hoping this person falls through, and hopefully, this thing that's going on right now makes that person much stronger. Before I go discuss about that any further, I will. I intend 
to share. I shared it on Twitter. Just go look at, at the LT files. I think what I'm planning to do is when you see this episode, go check it out as you're listening to it. Underneath the episode card, you'll find the link to where what who I'm, who I'm discussing about it. Once I feel like I'm 100% comfortable and open to discuss who it is in greater detail, how I know the individual, how in a way it's impacted my life, more on the media side of things, you'll you'll kind of understand how this thing is very rough to even discuss about. So, that being said, let's shift to a certain topic, another one that is more rather uplifting. Is I already talked about how sigh of relief I, I've been since getting the permit. Hopefully in a couple of weeks I get that damn license and hopefully, fingers crossed, I'll be back on the road. Maybe Las Vegas, could be in the fall, Texas or Phoenix, who knows. Maybe the Harvest Grand Prix. I'm still banking and hoping to find a way to go to Indianapolis to spend my birthday, my 26th birthday down there in some shape or form. <clears throat> so this is going to be a first. This is going to be a first in this program. Rather than tell you how I feel after listening to it, I'm going to tell you as it happens, how I feel about it and give you my instant rating. Unfortunately, you know how things work. I have to listen it through headsets. So I'm going to put on these headsets right now. You won't, you won't be hearing the music, but I'll tell you what it is so you can sync it up and just listen to my reaction for those anybody who are listening. But before I discuss about what the number one song is right now, let's talk about... The other time I've been injured over the years. So the first time I really felt it that was legitimate. I just, no matter, even though my parents said it, it was not a concussion, it was not a concussion back in 2010 at Raging Waters where I bumped myself in the back of the head. My life hasn't been the same since. I always attribute to that. And also my eye vision hasn't been good. Or the time I got hit by a soccer ball at full fours that broke my glasses, like literally... <laughs> a few days before I graduated from Idaho in 2016, I had to get a new pair of glasses in 2017. Jeez, me, I haven't had my glasses updated for three years. How about that? I have new glasses. I finally got some sunglasses as well. That's been happening over the past couple of weeks. I like my glasses. It feels great, especially when I wear my shades. It's phenomenal. Hopefully, I get to wear it when I go outside. Maybe, fingers crossed, when I'm behind the wheel. But the, those, the bumps in the head, I, they maybe deem as non-injury. I've just been delusional about it. But the other time, it was also a senior year, of about a month beforehand, I, to, I had some ligaments that I stressed out completely that I had to go on crutches for about a week. And no, if you've been to Idaho, you've been to Moscow, you've seen some, there's some pretty, pretty long ass slopes, some hills to deal with up and down. You got to go uphill, you got to go downhill, all of that crap. Imagine walking to your classes as best as you can with one bum foot with crutches going to in Idaho. Imagine that. Put yourself in my shoes. It was not a great feeling. Fortunately, it was only a few days. The ARG folks, the, the school paper, looked at me weird. Like, everything I do, they looked at me in a fucking weird way. And, and in case you're wondering, yes, this is unedited. This is raw. Deal with it if you don't tolerate my language. I never said this. I never said this is going to be a clean show. I never said that. 
most of my episodes, I throw some expletives then and there. With my guests, I try to keep it more clean. If I toss a profanity, then I'll edit it up. But when it comes to just me and myself discussing these tales, there's no filter. There's no. There's some instances where I'm hesitant to say it, and you'll know it. But that's besides my point. So that was not a good feeling to have that. And then I mentioned I threw my back on New Year's Eve 2018. Had a pain for a few days. Fully recovered. Now I'm dealing probably the same exact thing. But probably worse. Where I had to wear a back brace. You know the kind of the belt that gymnasts and weightlifters use. For gripping so you don't get hurt and all of that. That's kind of what I'm wearing right now. When I'm sitting down comfortably in my chair in my room. What I like to call my office every now and then. Feels great. When I get up, it's a whole different story. I didn't even have that when I was when I my first back problem was yeah. But the fact that I'm almost 26 years old and this is the second time I'm dealing with back pain. Yikes. That is not good. That is not good. Hopefully it, the swell the swelling that it, my mom said that I have is just temporary that a couple showers will alleviate the pressure. Oh, it will eliminate it. Alright, that's the little injury tales I got for you. Like I said, when when I don't have guests, I'll tell you some stories. And this is one of them. That being said, for the longest of time... Let's talk about music right now. For the longest of time, I said, Call me when BTS have a number one and then I'll listen. Because seriously, every time I look at billboards, BTS this, BTS that. B- oh, BTS is going on tour. Oh, BTS is announcing a new single. Oh, BTS are coming to town. Oh, they're doing something for Formula One. Oh, that's great. It gets annoying. It's like sh- it's like shoving things on and down your throat like the WWE with John Cena, Roman Reigns, even Lex Luger. Or even, even music back in the day, Wilson Phillips was shoved down everybody's throat. And I think their music is garbage. Boring, dull, lame. Like most of the number one songs are from 1990 are lame. It really is. That was not a good year for number one hits. When you had like 32 number one hits in 88 and also another 32 in 1999. I mean 1999. 1989. Yikes. When you go to 1990, you see a dip, a downgrade. It's still not the worst year ever. I my eye 2007 2008 has some of the worst and then I found this one Facebook post that a model posted that said the song that was number one when you were 14 like when you turn 14 is gonna define your life hell no I am not gonna let whatever you like by T.I. define my life that song is boring trash I, I I'm not the biggest T.I. fan I'll admit I'm not the biggest T.I. fan my one of my brothers is but like songs like Dad and Live Your Life, horrible. I think the only best part of Live Your Life is the beginning. The Numa Numa sample. That's it. Whatever you like, it's just meh. Put me to sleep. That's how I No, I, I refuse to let that define my life. So the, whatever trend thing it is that they find in research, it's not for everyone. And it's not for me. Simple that. I'd rather have that Nickelback song that was number one, the, the Wise Man song. I'd rather have that as the one to define my life. At least that song is tolerable. Sure, Nickelback is the button of everybody's music jokes to this very day. Same with Creed. But at the very least, those songs have some sort of decent in quality. 
TIs, whatever you like. Nah. The only time that whatever you like sounded cool was that hotel room service by Pitbull. No. But yeah, Wilson Phillips overrated. Shoved down their throats at the time, I'd imagine. Even a, one friend of mine that works at Indianapolis Raceway Park told me that it felt like they were shoved down people's throat. And it, and I and listening to it, it does. I never understood the appeal of them. No wonder why Beavis and Butthead made those jokes that I found funny as well. Who, who was it? L7 could kick their ass. Yeah, L7. Remember that group? They would kick Wilson Phillips' ass with ease. Just saying. Or Babes in Toyland would do the same as well. That being said, BTS has been shoved down everybody's throat. I'm over it. I'm anno- I was annoyed for it for a long while. That's why I said... Call me when they have a number one. Call me when they have a number one. Call me with number... As their 2020 could have gone down the absolute shitter, it did when I found out a, a few hours ago, while I'm re- as I'm recording this, that Dynamite is number one. And I and I instantly thought, Q-Pam Beastly Screaming. That's all I'm going to say. Because I've always wondered, are they even that good? Is K-pop that even that good? That it took about three to five years to finally have some act in that genre to hit number one. And here's their golden child poster boy that had number one. This is this is me. This is me being a metal god. This is me being protective of genres that are actually better. I'm there. I am very extremely close-minded in K-pop. To the point I said, and I committed to it, that I said, as long as they don't hit number one, I'm not going to listen to K-pop. I refuse. Because I just don't want to jump into the hype. I'd rather go listen to my metal, classic rock, acid rock, psychedelic rock, retro country. Casey Musgraves. Yes, I put her as a different genre because the modern day country music can kiss my ass for all I care. I need to be in the right mood. Indie pop, glam metal, all of that. I'll listen to trap music. It varies. All Ringtone crap. No. That being said, when I say go, 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 that's when you play the song. Just listen to me, my reaction, I'll tell you how I feel, the raw rating, and then we'll close out this show. So I'm going to put Dynamite for the first time in this show's history. I'm going to listen to the number one song, give you a raw reaction. Because it needs to be said. Alright, let's see. Can I figure out how long this song is? Could listen to it on any device. I'm going to put it on Spotify. I have my headsets. I'll tell you how it feels. Let me turn down the volume so I can click on it and see how long this music... Okay, it's 3 minutes and 19 seconds. What I mean, I've never listened to them. I honestly, genuinely saying that, that I have never listened to BTS until now. Oh, boy pop, boy pop bands. Jonas Brothers, their main run, not the commercially main run where they had a number one hit a couple years ago, or I think it was last year, I can't remember. Not the second run, the first one, the Disney Channel face. Never could, never liked the Jonas Brothers in that time period. After they grew up, I could care less, honestly. They're more tolerable. I will will never go out of my way to listen to the first run of the Jonas Brothers. Backstreet Boys, NSYNC, New Kids on the Block. I can live with it. You know what I mean? Alright. And I cannot believe I don't have a beer with me. 
to just get through this. Anyways. So, they sound like any other pop band. Alright, fine. Beat is tolerable. I sound like any boy group I've heard in the last five years. What's the appeal? At least they don't sound freaking repetitive. I'll give them that. This is really how K-pop sound. I thought it was something else. You know what I mean? I thought this would be something like, I don't know, outlandish. But it's like any other pop song that I wouldn't mind listening outside of some convention center or mall. Or, for I know it could be at a racetrack. I mean, structurally, lyrically, it's better than WAP. It's better than most. But what would I give it, though? Song over. Well then, I'll tell you this. Let's pull up my chart. It is not a 0 out of 5. It is definitely not 1 out of 5. It is definitely not 1.25 out of 5. It is definitely not 2. You know what? I can... Do I want to give it a 3.5 or, or a 2 point... Between 2.5 or a 4? Hmm, let's see... It is definitely not the best song of 2020. It is definitely not the best song of the last five years. 
But it is not the worst of any form. It is not boring, downright mediocre. I'm do I'm willing to bet. So here are my top five songs of the year that hit number one. Blinding Lights, five out of five. WAP, four point two five out of five. Say so, three point seven five out of five. Watermelon Sugar, three point two five out of five. I almost said three point five. It didn't rain on me. With Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande, 3.25 out of 5. <sighs> I have not seen the VMAs since 2010. Because nothing, I think I was spoiled in 2009 when I saw the first time with the Kanye and the Jay-Z. There was a lot, people remember the Kanye Taylor Swift. Remember what Empire State of Mind was, or the paparazzi sequence of Lady Gaga with the blood and all that crap. Yeah, remember that? There was a lot of stuff happening in that 2009 Bill... I mean, not Billboard Awards. The VMAs. All I saw is that Lady Gaga and Ariana performed. Taylor Swift won something. Blinding Light did win something. Which, I mean, honestly, it doesn't take much for a hell of a record. One of the best in a real long time. Probably the best of the last 10 years to be phenomenal. It still holds up pretty well. So, BTS is Dynamite. Let's go with a 3.5. I cannot believe I'm going to say this. Uh, 3.75 out of 5. Fuck. I honestly sucked. They were some niche group that somehow people remember that they've been standing out. So much as like, oh, this is this new transitional thing. It's going to be the genre that will take over the pop cultural world. Probably has considering where they're from. But this is just like any other pop music I've heard. Like like the Jonas Brothers of the second run. Like you hear something out of Harry Styles. At least it's structurally well, well put. It's not annoying. It's not garbage. It's not repetitive, and I mentioned that it is not repetitive, and that's all I can ever ask for in music. If you're going to be repetitive, make it catchy and bearable. Not like, say, two lines and then blah, 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 blah happen. That gets annoying. You wonder why I don't like Rockstar by Post Malone? And I made sure I said Post Malone, not Moses Malone like I said in the earlier episodes. It's just the same thing. It's just put me to sleep, man. Just put me to fucking sleep when when that song comes on. It's not, it's boring for me. This one, it has a summer flame. I'll, I'll give him that. It's, I sort of see it. I need to listen to more of them. And no, I'm not gonna go on my way to go play BTS for the rest of this for the rest of the week just to see where I stand with them, because I do not want to go back at the end of the year saying myself it's like, oh, the Aces, Metallica. BTS, because I remember back in 2018, I played Drake's overhyped new album where there's only only one deep track that was good. Everything else was bleh, garbage, in my opinion. And then when I look back, it's like, really? I only listened to one Drake album, and all of a sudden, Drake is in my top list with Metallica and the XX. No, I, I, I gotta play it wisely. I gotta do it with reason. You know what I mean? But anyways, 3.75 out of 5. Dynamite gets. I know there's some blank space that you heard it, but like I said, put the song, listen it to me, and then just go with it.
I'm not that ultimate YouTube reactor that gets numbers. I just listen to it and just get my own thoughts. Usually I have it through my head when I listen to it early in the morning or in the afternoon when I find out what's number one. Sometimes it may be an, an extra day, but this one is like, you know what? What I thought it was going to be pain came out actually not bad. But I honestly thought K-pop was this all groundbreaking genre that's going to be the biggest breakthrough genre since grunge. In the 1990s. Nah. No. But that. You could probably watch some chick flick. For the young folks. Or high school flicks. And all that. That song will probably flow just fine. In this modern day. Back in the early 2000s. Or your skater boy music. And all that. Stuff. Like Blink 182. And I guess. Who the fuck are that group again? A Day to Remember. Something like that. I gotta go back to listen to what Frisky Nixon said out to me, especially more of that early 2000s stuff, because I need to expand that category. Maybe it'll clean, it'll clean my brain to thinking that the songs are actually way better than Creed and Limbiscuit, for all we know, or Nickelback. I'll say this, though, to wrap it up, to wrap up this weird episode. Limbiscuit over Nickelback? Limbiscuit over Creed. The What If version that was on, uh, like, a tune-up at some local arena in Florida like during warm-ups and all that rehearsals that what if way better than the album version if you haven't listened to that I recommend you doing so to me it sounded powerful a few months ago it sounded way better than what they put up with the 1999 album whatever it's called Clay I think it is that being said I hope you enjoyed this episode I hope you enjoyed my initial rant and I just hope everything goes well for my lower back getting my license and I hope that my this individual gets better and stronger than ever before that being said until we meet again i hope you guys and listen to my other episodes i've had holly holland on i had frisky nixon emerson arden brandon crossland and balto racing i also talked about the indianapolis 500 talked about mount triumph we'll talk more about that as the year goes on because i hope sooner than later i'll have a guest or two from that time period to discuss about it and fingers crossed that the next episode, you'll hear a guest. Because it's about that time we'll need a guest in this program. So, for now, catch you guys later.